the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio, the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider the question, who are you? You know, knowing who you are is the most, uh, I would say one of the most important questions you could ever ask yourself and answer. Only second, I'd say, to whose are you? You see, when you know who you are, then what to do is not so complicated. It really comes down to this word called self-esteem. You know, when you esteem someone, you regard them, maybe you revere them, you you have respect for them. But this word self-esteem is interesting because it's our sense of self, and it can be simply defined as confidence in one's personal worth and abilities. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider, consider this one question. Who are you? This sense of self dictates everything else. And knowing who you are matters. And so today we're going to dig down and see why it's important, not just for you, but it's important for other people, not just for other people, why it's important for this country. And it's because of the time that we're in. You know, I talk about words a lot. Words have meaning. The right words at the right time can change someone's life. And the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. And so I want you to consider the time. And the word time uh, has two Greek words that we translate into the English word time. One is kairos and one is chronos. Kairos is the time, the dispensation, the the momentary um, purpose that's going on, whatever you want to call it. Whereas chronos is the time on a clock, the time on a sundial, the time t- given as the exact moment in the 24-hour cycle. And so the Bible talks a lot about times, chronos, dispos- dispensations, um, moments, if you will. And the most famous is Ecclesiastes 3, where it says, For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under the heaven. There's actually a song out there, a beautiful song in the 60s. For everything, turn, 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 right? So Ecclesiastes 3 says this. There's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, 
a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. See, this is what we got to get. You can do the right thing at the wrong time. Or you could do the wrong thing at the right time. You see, those two things really play a lot. And today, it really comes down to that one question, who are you? See, when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot different. So today, we're going to talk about self-esteem. We're not only going to define it, but we're going to break it down. Why is it important? What does it mean? And then I really would like to end up all things uh, happen in the way I want them to to talk about 10 common characteristics of principle-centered leaders because once you figure out who you are, the values that you hold dear to you, then you got to figure out what you can do about it. Because, again, this is why I say over and over and over, when you know who you are, then what to do is much, much different. And let's be honest, the time that we're living in right now, it is a time of strife. I mean, uh, you know, the school shootings, uh, the political attacks. And again, you don't you only hear about part of the political attacks. There's a huge movement. A lot of people of color randomly attacking a lot of people of non-color, but no one's talking about it. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right now, we're being programmed, and this is not conspiracy. This is reality. This is why I do this radio show. I teach you how people work. See, we are in the people business. You got to get this. You know, I teach leadership. That's my forte. That's what I get paid to do. And in my leadership training, and I get people from all walks of life, all income levels, all backgrounds. Uh, Some work, some don't. Some are housewives, some are construction workers, some are college students, some are retired people. Some are uh, people who don't have a job. But I always ask them about their business culture. Why? Because business culture is the human side of your business. It is the hearts and minds of your people, their habits, their beliefs, their attitudes, the way they interact with each other. It is the values that underlie all decision-making. It's the foundation for all relationships with your customers, both internal and external. Business culture can best be defined by the simple idea the way things are done in your business. And then I have some comparisons. You know, what is a weak culture and what is a strong culture? What are some byproducts or tenets of a weak culture? What are some byproducts or tenets of a strong culture? And when I say work, it's wherever you spend a majority of your waking hours. If you have a J-O-B, then you spend a majority of your waking hours at that J-O-B. So whether you get paid or not, wherever you spend a majority of your waking hours, that is your J-O-B, that is your work. And why are we talking about culture? Because we're in the people business. I don't care what you do for a living. If you're gainfully employed, we're all in the people business. If you stay at home and take care of your family, you take care of little people. If you homeschool, you are teaching little people. If you work at a gas station, you're selling to people. If you look in the mirror, you're looking at a people. And so you are a people. We interact with people. Uh, When two people fall in love, they procreate a people. So you should know how people work. And culture is nothing more than a whole bunch of interactions with people. So in a weak culture, it's more of a negative environment. Consider this in your home. Consider this in your anywhere you spend a regular amount of time with people. In a weak culture, it's going to be more negative. In a strong culture, it's going to be more positive. In a weak culture, leaders are dictators. 
In a strong culture, leaders are motivators, and that word just means to move people. Dictate means to mandate everything that's said and done, where motivate means the ability to move somebody. In a weak culture, leaders are controlling. It's my way or the highway. You'll do what you're told. In a strong culture, leaders allow for creativity. They understand the why, but they figure out the how. In a weak culture, think about the culture we live in America right now. Fear is used to keep people aligned. Fear of loss, fear of risking, fear of embarrassment, fear of cancellation, fear of Facebook jail. You see it? In a strong culture, empowerment and encouragement support the team. In a weak culture, backbiting and politics is common. People are trash-talking everybody all the time. However, in a strong culture, members of the team support each other. In a weak culture, the environment is stressful. There's not a lot of fun being had. Sound a little bit like America today, right? In a strong culture, the team is committed, and you can feel the enthusiasm. In a weak culture, the only time you hear from your boss is when you've done something wrong. Beware of that, parents. In a strong culture, you get compliments on a job well done and, and there's your conjunction, and get constructive criticism in the areas that are needed. In a weak culture, there's a lack of respect for workers. They're treated like tools. They're manipulated. They're a dime a dozen. You can be replaced. In a strong culture, however, personalities are pinpointed and workers are treated like the valuable assets that they are. In a weak culture, there's a resistance to change. Don't rock the boat. Can't we all just get along? However, in a strong culture, input is welcome from all team members, and there's continual improvement. And we got to figure this out because we are living in a time of strife. I mean, one of my, if you ever want to do a cool study in the Bible, do all the 316s. You know, we know John 316, for God so loved the world, he did something about it. But James 316. For where envying and strife is, there's confusion in every evil work. See, strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue. Strife is deeper than argument, broader than disagreement. Strife usually involves bitterness and sometimes violence. We see strife today often in the political realm as candidates for office launch vitriolic attacks against their political foes. Strife within families can result in lifelong emotional scars. Strife between nations can lead to war. When strife occurs among believers, the churches testimonies tarnished and Christ is dishonored. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to figure out who we are so we can figure out what to do in this time of strife. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit MakeMeAFirefighter.org. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge huge part of my life that's just been missing and I just I I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that you know knowing that God's walking right next to me every day every night you know he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter but he's here for for me right now and you have some peace don't you oh it's 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 really amazing sorry I'm going to get emotional but it's 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 amazing It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're talking about sense of self because knowing who you are is one of the most important things you can ever figure out. Why? Because from your sense of self, everything else stems from that. You got to understand that. Your sense of self is critical. Knowing who you are. Remember I do something called innate intellect where I can actually capture your fingerprints and take these 10 fingerprints off your 10 fingers and send them to my scientists in India and then give you a 37-page printout of your brain. They can identify all uh, 10 of your innate intellects. Uh, They can tell me exactly what processors you have in every one of those intellects. They can tell me the speed of that intellect. They can tell me what you've been gifted with, all based on your fingerprints. See, you know, when you get palm readers that read your palms and then want to tell you about your future, see, your fingerprints aren't telling you about your future. Your fingerprints are telling you about your past. Your fingerprints are your wiring. I believe that your fingerprints and the, the neural pathway in that lobe of your brain, the corresponding one, are directly linked. Uh, in the 13th to 21st weeks, your fingertips come in, your fingerprints come in. At the same time, the lobes of your brain come in. I believe one's nothing more than a duplicate of the other. And when you understand who you are and we understand what you're capable of and we understand whose you are, then what to do is a lot simpler because right now there's a lot of things going on that shouldn't be going on. There's so much strife. Uh, and before the break, I talked about one of my favorite verses is, is James 3.16. For where envying and strife air is, there is confusion. And every work. Now, you don't see the confusion. Now, let's be honest. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Get away from your own feelings long enough to look at things realistically without the emotional involvement. Let's be honest. You got women of the year. USA Today, the Biden administration, Minnesota. You guys are selecting women 
I mean, men as women of the year. What we've done for women's rights, Title IX and all that is gone in this overtake, Biden overtake, progressive overtake of America. America as it was is gone. The 200-year lady, we put her to rest. Uh, I've been mourning for a couple of years. It's not about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. This is now about we've become no different than Russia or China. We attack our political opponents. Uh, we have some of the most outrageous abortion laws on the books. Crazy what people get away with here and can do here. I mean, even after a botched abortion can choose to kill the child. That's called infanticide. It's not called abortion. But, again, it's crazy. And yesterday I shared Isaiah 5. You should go back and read it. Isaiah 5, 20 to 23. What, what's good is going to be bad, and what's bad is going to be good. What's up is going to be down. What's, and when I'm, when I'm reading that, I'm like, come on. How's that going to happen? Whoa. Here we are. Here we are. Strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over fundamental issues. We've kicked God out of the classroom in the 60s. We kicked him out of government in the 70s and 80s. We then found an, a, a right in a constitution for abortion. Now, you got to know the founding fathers 200-some years ago weren't into abortion, but yet it was a natural right. Oh, my gosh, please. Sanctity of life was important back then. It's just crazy what we believe now. The founding fathers of the greatest country are now criminals. Or now we got to rip down their... I mean, don't you see how crazy it is? That now, uh, you know, women who are uh, pretending to be something else or men who are pretending to be something else. I mean, when I was five years old, I, th- I thought I was a pirate. So today I would go to a doctor and get my right leg cut off and put a peg leg in and get my left eye cut out and put a patch on. I mean, that's the equivalent. I believed I was a pirate. And so it's okay to get my leg cut off, put a peg leg, get my eye cut out, put a patch on it, because that's what I believed I was. My little boy is eight years old. He wants to drive the car. And I say, no. See, I know who I am. I'm his daddy. We mutter and sputter. We fume and we spurt. We mumble and grumble. Our feelings get hurt. We can't understand things. Our own vision grows dim when all that we need is a moment with him. You know, the good book warns us about strife and reproves the one who causes it. It is the one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Proverbs 23, Proverbs 18.6, Proverbs 22.10, so much in Proverbs. And, of course, the cause of strife is underlying sin. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? That's what James said, and that's exactly what it is. Look at all this strife. I'm in Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Even people who don't believe in God, the Bible, quote Proverbs all the time. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, there are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, January 6th, all the lies against Trump for seven years I went to destroy him, a false witness who utters lies, all these, you know, uh, people come out of the woodworks, deep staters that say they're a, you know, a, a whistleblower, you're right. A false witness who utters lies and one who spreads strife among brothers. God hates them. Why? Because strife destroys the unity. Where's the unity in America? There is none. Strife is the opposite of love. Think about that, opposite of love. 
Strife confuses the watching world. A man with their strife within church, strife within family. Strife alienates baby Christians. People don't want to be a part of it. Strife is a sign of worldliness and carnality. Strife distracts us from our ultimate purpose. What is that? To make disciples. See, what happens is we get confused. And this is why I talk about the neurological levels. Remember, there are six levels that we function at. The bottom is environment. Above that is behavior. Above that is capabilities. Above that is belief system and values. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit. And remember how the logical levels work. It was Einstein who said a problem can never be solved at the same level it was created at. And until I met the logical levels, I didn't know what the smart man was talking about. But he's talking about logical levels. If our issue today is with man and is, man's broken. Man's flawed. I mean, all you got to do is go to the good book. There's 1,200 roughly, a little under 1,200 chapters in the Bible. I I give this an example. So 1% of 1,200, in case you don't know, would be 12. So if you go into first 12 chapters of the Bible, from Genesis 1 to Genesis 12, just go to 12. That's all you got to do. You just go to the end of 11. You'll see this in the 1% of the Bible. Within three chapters, Genesis 3, God kicks us out of the garden. He was disappointed and so bad that he kicked us out of our home. He kicked us out of the house. Three chapters later in Genesis 6, I think it's Genesis 6, 6. I think it could be. It's the number of man. Is God repented for creating man. He was disappointed. He decided he was going to destroy the whole world. He said, man, what a mistake I made. Now, of course, I'm using human language, not God language, because God cannot make a mistake. He already knew everything was going to go on. He's omniscient. But he talks in our language, so we get it. He was repentant for creating man. He was disappointed. He was uh, sorry he did. He wanted to talk in a language we understood. We all understand that. We have remorse about doing something. So here we are in Genesis 6, and then he picks out uh, Noah. When a great man, Noah, he's going to destroy them all, but Noah's a righteous man. He wanted God's way. And so God saved Noah, his three sons, and all four of them had wives, so eight And then in Genesis 7, they all landed back on the earth, and a new beginning was given the rainbow, blessed the land, all the creatures had a new covenant with the land and everything. And do you realize another three chapters later, actually not even that, remember Ham embarrassed his son. Ham was cursed. Canaan was cursed. Because after they got there, Noah had a little bit of wine and got drunk and passed out. And something that Ham did in the tent seeing his, his daddy, Noah, naked was so bad that God had him curse an entire line. The, is the curse of Ham. Why do, you think, why do you think Jews don't eat pork? Because the curse of Ham. <laughs> no. Right? And then in Genesis 11, this is what people miss. In Genesis 11, God disinherited the nations. You got to read uh, Deuteronomy 32, 8 through 9 to see what he was talking about. God came down the Tower of Babel and distributed everybody discouraged them, despaired, I mean, threw them all apart, changed their languages so they would have to go out and repopulate the earth like he told them to, and they weren't listening. And then, then look at Genesis 12. Then God calls out Abraham from Mesopotamia. Look at it. It's in Genesis 12. Remember, Genesis 12, 3 was actually, I'll, I think it says, I'll, uh, I will bless Israel to be a blessing to other nations. Right? Same thing. Don't you see it? So here we are. That's how messed up man is. Remember, hurting people hurt people. Talked about the school shooting in Tennessee, and people want to go to guns. Well, we're not talking about how messed up 
the LGBTQT com- uh, community is mentally. To go through all those sex change operations, to go through all that, to put yourself through that kind of humility and disgrace, all that, to do all that and be encouraged to do it by woke people, by left wingers. Uh, it's just stunning. Look at Mr. Wade, you know, used to be a um, LeBron James mate there. Mr. Wade, his son is a girl now, and now she's got this huge contract of modeling. And Mr. Wade helped her become a girl, or actually think he's a girl. It's crazy, but it's the world we live in. This is why you got to know who you are. The great I am. Even Jesus, when he walked on this planet, when he said who he was, it made people want to kill him. Why such conviction? Because he knew who he was. Let me ask you this. Who are you? Why are you here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night and do it again and again and again? Are you here to be part of the solution? Are you part of the problem? Are you feeding the strife? Are you doing your best to function outside of that strife? And you know what dictates what you're doing is the knowledge of who you are. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about sense of self. I am black. And we'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live like it matters. I'm so glad to be up in Minneapolis. Uh, Tonight we start, I think it's Team 244. So we have, I think, 12 people from all over the country uh, entering Leadership Awakening. And on Saturday at 3.30, we'd love to see you. Uh, Man, 3.30's graduation is open to the public. Come out and visit us. Say hi. Uh, if you're a listener and you've never been through our training, come up and introduce yourself. Hey, Mr. Black, I love your show. Or, man, I think you're a nut job, whatever it is. But on Saturday, you will hear 12 people uh, blown away. 12 people who understand who they are. 12 people who understand why they're here. 12 people who cleaned up their past, uh, who changed their thinking who cleaned up their thinking, got rid of some stinking thinking, understand now how the power of their thoughts affects everything else. And they got a chance to clean up some stuff, get rid of some things, maybe a pound of flesh, maybe a record or wrong, make themselves lighter, and then ask and answer important questions like who are they, why are they here, whose are they, and where are they going? So they're going to leave, they're going to be on fire, they're going to be wide-eyed, bushy-tailed. They're going to be pumped. They're going to think that the they can't be stopped. They're going to feel like they're on top of the world. I want you to see that because that's what spending 48 hours in the world of Mr. Black will do. It doesn't solve every problem. It doesn't fix everything. But what happens, they get exposed to a toolbox that they've always had. This toolbox I talk about on this radio show all the time. All the tools that every single human being, no matter what your skin color, no matter what your socioeconomic background is, no matter what your age, you have access to all these tools. But again, uh, I I used to work concrete when I went to college, uh, and uh, I was a laborer. I was not a finisher. Finishers made a lot of money. Now, I could take the trowel, I could take all the instruments, all the things that those finishers used, and I would destroy that wet concrete. But when they did it, it was masterful. Now, what's the problem? I'm using the same tools that they're using. Why am I destroying it? And they are getting paid a lot of money and getting more jobs and really creating some beautiful stuff because they know how to use the tools. So we both had access to the tools, but I'm not skilled. I'm not knowledgeable. I don't know what those tools are. And you know what else? I know who I am. I'm a laborer. Uh, I don't finish concrete. Now, I'm not saying I couldn't become something more, but I had no desire to. See, knowing how, notice how what I am, knowing that, really dictated what I was to do or what I was willing to do or what I was capable of doing. This is why it's so important to have this thing called self-esteem. So what is self-esteem? A term used in psychology to reflect a person's overall emotional evaluation of their own worth. And what we're doing right now is we're destroying a lot of other people's self-esteem and self-worth because of other people certain people feel sorry for. So there's a lot of races out there, uh, a lot of people, black and white, that think black people aren't good enough. 
There's a school district somewhere. I just read it, and they were going to lower all grades. There's no higher education uh, and lower all grades because it wasn't fair to black people because black people weren't performing as well as some of the other people, the Asians and the whites and the Hispanics. So they were going to get rid of all that stuff so that everybody could do well. And this mother, this black mother of uh, two or three, she got crazy. She's like, what are you telling me? My kids aren't smart enough. You're telling me that my black kids can't learn this. Goes, I don't want you to lower the standard, lower the bar. That's not helping anybody. That's hurting everybody. But the sad part is you can't say that if you're white. And if you say you're black, you're called an Uncle Tom because you're not allowed to think for yourself anymore. This is why it's so important to know who you are because you're going to get canceled. You're going to get spit upon. You're going to be called names. I get It happens to me all the time. I would be a very, I would, uh, Tony Robbins would have nothing on me. If I didn't talk about God, if I didn't talk about Jesus, uh, and I didn't touch the tough issue of the day, if I was just woke and talked in fluffy little words and talked in little uh, equity terms, boy, I'd be, a, I'd be a wealthy man. If I was black, I'd have millions of dollars in my 501c3. If I was a black woman or Hispanic woman or if I was gay, man, I wouldn't have to pay a penny for this radio show. It would all be paid for by the government and all kinds of other sources. But because of who I am, it dictates what I do. And in today's world, I'm a foreigner. I'm an outsider. This is not the America I grew up in. For the first time in our lives, parents, we are now giving uh, our children a country worse than the one we found. We should all be ashamed of that. So self-esteem. Self-esteem is confidence in one's own abilities or worth. Self-esteem encompasses belief of oneself. I am loved. I am worthy. As well as emotional states such as triumph, despair, pride, shame. Self-esteem impacts your decision-making process, your relationships, your emotional health, and your overall well-being. It also influences motivation. Remember how you move yourself. Remember the word motivation means how do you move yourself. It affects motivation as people with a healthy, positive view of themselves understand their potential, and it may feel inspired to take on new challenges. Remember I told you, from the 13th to 21st weeks, your uh, fingerprints come in. Same time, the lobes of your brain. Your intrapersonal intellect, the one that deals with your own self, what you believe about yourself, we call that the Superman intellect. Because that one intellect... How you feel about yourself, your self-confidence, your belief in yourself, your belief in your abilities. That one thing right there will dictate every other innate elect. intellect. Sorry, innate intellect. Sorry. It will affect every single one. That's why it's called the Superman intellect. Because how you view yourself dictates everything else. Remember, in the four plus one C's of leadership, the one C is communication. Under communication, I always say there's two parts. Communication with ourselves and communication with others. Communication with ourselves is called intrapersonal. Communication with others is called inter. You're doing it across people and one's inside of a person. That's what intra means inside of and inter means between. And so intrapersonal, the way we talk to ourselves, dictates how we talk to other people. If you have a healthy self-esteem, if you have a healthy self-identity, if you have a foundational relationship in God, if you know that the least will be the greatest and the greatest will be the least, if you know you're here to serve as servant leadership, if you understand the word meek is power under control, not weak, and that the meek shall inherit the earth, if you understand the good book and God tells us to turn the other cheek, God tells us to love others as we love ourselves. 
And a lot of people say, well, I don't even like myself, so am I supposed to be mean to other people? No. What God's meaning by love is a verb. When you're hungry, you eat something. When you're thirsty, you drink something. When you need something, you get it. That's You love yourself. Treat other people the same way. Self-esteem impacts your decision-making process, your relationships, your emotional health, and your overall well-being. It also influences motivation, why you do what you do. As people with a healthy, positive view of themselves understand their potential and may feel inspired to take on new challenges. Now, there are four key characteristics of a healthy self-esteem. First of all, a firm understanding of one's skills. You've got to know yourself, right? Live and examine life. Number two, the ability to maintain healthy relationships with others as a result of having a healthy relationship with oneself. We're talking about emotional intelligence. We're, not, we're talking about not keeping a record wrong, not keeping a pound of flesh, right? Why does that sound familiar? 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. It's a copy love. We're not supposed to be doing that. Number three, uh, a key characteristic of a healthy self-esteem, realistic and appropriate personal expectations. When you know who you are, you know what you can do. That's why it's important to know whose you are as well because it changes everything. Remember the logical levels. If you're dealing with a, an issue with your belief system of values, you've got to go to the level above it because you cannot solve a problem at the same level it was created at. So if you're struggling with your capabilities, the level above that is belief system and values. You've got to address your belief system and values. If you're struggling with your belief system and values, you've got to address the level right above that, which is uh, it's identity. It's who you are. Now, here's the issue. Get this. This is why man's the problem and man can't solve the problem of man. I say this all the time. People are mesmerized by that. See, above that level called man is a level called spirit. So if you have an issue with your identity, who you are, you can't deal with it at the identity level. You must go up to the level above it, which is the final level, which was added years later. There was only five levels for the longest time because in NLP, it's all about quantitating. And since you can't put God in a box, they didn't have room for God. So when they say uh, spirit, they mean your bigger connection to the universe. They don't mean Jehovah or Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon. So you got to understand... An understanding of one's needs and the ability to express those needs. That's number four. See, people with low self-esteem tend to feel less sure of their abilities and may doubt their decision-making process. They may not feel motivated to do new things because they don't believe they can reach their goals. It's a fear of rejection, a fear of failure. These are big blocks and big barriers. Those with low self-esteem may have issues with relationships and expressing their needs. They may also experience low levels of confidence and feel unlovable and unworthy. And if you feel that way, how do you think you act? You act that way. You do the same exact thing. Absolutely. And you got to understand that about yourself because we act according to our beliefs. And until you get that, nothing will ever change. Now, on the other side, please hear this. People with overly high self-esteem may overestimate their skills and may feel entitled to succeed. That's what's going on in the privilege movement. You know, all these people of color and all these other people out there that are envious, they're jealous, uh, and they feel entitled. They, it's, life's not fair, even without the abilities to back up their belief in themselves. They may struggle with relationship issues and block themselves from self-improvement because they are so fixated on seeing themselves as perfect. And that's what's going on in America today. They've got you figured out that you cannot criticize Joe Biden or anything they're doing or you're a mega mega. And since they program mega mega as evil, you'll do anything not to be mega mega. So you'll go along with a lie that a woman, a man can be woman of the year. You'll go on with a lie 
that black people are killing white people and no one needs to pay attention to it. You'll go on with a lie that it really doesn't matter what you do. Unlike Dr. King, where Dr. King said, don't judge me based on the color of my skin. Judge me based on the color of my character. But today, we say, oh, don't judge anybody by the color of the character. They made choices because it was life's unfair. Just judge them based on the color of their skin. And that is the opposite of Dr. King's dream. That was America's nightmare. And that's what we're living. And if not you, then who? Not now, when? I'm black. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Save 700 gallons of water and 250 pounds of salt this year with the new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away, too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application today. We're hitting home 
Today, we're getting personal. Today, we're going deep. We're talking about the sense of self. You know, when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot simpler. And today, we're in existential crisis. People don't know who they are. People no longer go to church. Uh, People no longer believe in what America used to stand for. There's a crisis of beliefs. We've been, all our old beliefs, what we used to believe about founding and fathers and what race relations, all throughout the window. Now we're all told that all white people are evil. All black people are victims. All black people should be handed $5 million. All black people should be given everything. All white people should go away. All white people should die. All white, like, how are we sitting by and allowing this? That racism, that hatred, that bitterness and so many of you are going along with it. I'm, uh, how much guilt do you have to have to basically destroy people who who look like you and think like you? I mean, talk about a lot of self-hatred. Forget self-esteem. It's a lot of self-hatred that you bought into. I remember author and lecturer Leo Buscaglia once talked about a contest he was asked to judge. The purpose of the contest was to find the most caring child. The winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said nothing. I just helped him cry. Ladies and gentlemen, I weep daily. I'm in mourning. We lost our country. Our country is no longer existent. There is no coming back. This is the way forward. The deep states in control, the, our fourth estate. The media was supposed to be as, as a light shiner uh, on everything, on all the parties, on the three branches of government. But now the media is officially part of the Democratic Party. That's why you got to look up fascism. Two things of fascism. You hear all these AOC you know, called the Republicans fascism. You might want to look up a word, people. Because they're doing exactly what they're blaming everybody else. It's the ultimate in Joseph Goebbels' work. You accuse people of doing what you're doing yourself. It's the oldest trick in the book, and that's what they're doing. Fascism is one party rule. What do the Democrats want to do? What does the media tell you? The media tells you now don't uh, even cover Republicans. They're all a threat of the state. They're all loonies. They're all whack jobs. They're all right wing. They're all hateful. They made you believe that. So any Republican. Is that way? Talk to a guy who used to be a friend of mine. He used to be part of my Republican men's club in Las Vegas. He got really liberal, got really bitter. He's a Mormon, hated the Mormon church, and he's just 79 years old and still bitter. He reached out to me about a book he wrote and thought he was going to make up. And then when I talked to him the other day looking for some help for a friend, he's like, uh, I'm sure uh, you don't believe Trump, right? A lot of people believe Trump's a savior. Uh, you know, I used to believe like you. you know, I'm, I'm not stupid enough to believe like uh, in Christian stuff anymore. I used to believe just bitter. 79-year-old bitter man, but got two kids and a wife and all that, but everything's good. No, all I heard is spite and bitterness come out of him. So he has two kids, so he has a wife. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change who he is inside. That's why you got to know who you are, because everything else comes from who you are. I don't need you to tell me who I am. Nine three twenty two. So this is from September 3rd, 22. Dear Scott and Valerie, I hope you guys are doing well and I have a, had a great summer. Still spreading hope and freedom across America, I have no doubt. I felt led to write you a letter of thanks. My life was truly redirected 15 months ago in a Texas hotel. So she wrote me this letter 15 months out of going through my training in a Texas hotel conference room. And I will be forever grateful for the way God used you 
and Like It Matters to get a hold of me. Set me free from bitterness and regret, you hear it? And set me back on course in his kingdom. A lot has happened since then that I truly believe would not have happened, would not have been possible if I hadn't gone to Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. I quit my job of 14 years and have a renewed understanding of my purpose in life to bring glory to God and spread his love. Right now, for me, that means being a help and support to my husband and joining him in ministry inside and outside of our church and pouring in the lives of our kids to make sure they grow up with a solid foundation of loving and fearing the Lord. I've stopped making excuses and started living in the power of the Spirit, and there is nothing like it. Each day is a new opportunity to serve the Lord, His church, and my family. I don't feel overwhelmed and defeated anymore, and my husband isn't the reason for all my frustrations anymore. Thank you so much for pouring your heart, body, and soul uh, out at every class and touching so many lives. I'm sure it gets hard, but I'm praying for you to continue to overflow with God's Spirit so you can keep it up. I and my family will be forever grateful. Love. Cherish Anderson. See, I know who I am. I know why I'm here. And I know whose I am. So you got to understand, in the study of self-esteem and self-confidence, 10 Common Characteristics of Principal Leaders. This is from Victor P. Lopez. This is a blog of his. He says they put the interests of the institution they serve above their own self-interest. In other words, put people first, other people first. They understand that character is defined by the small acts they perform when nobody's looking, integrity. They recognize that respect must be earned and nurtured over time, but can be lost in an instant. See, they understand their value, and they're not better than everybody else. They promote, your, they promote their people, not themselves. Building people. They take responsibility for the personal failures and for the failures of the groups they lead. See, they don't blame their skin color. They don't blame their choice of sexuality. They don't blame their choice of what bathroom they wear or what clothes they're going to put on today. They take responsibility for their personal failures and set, uh, and for the failures of the groups they lead. Six, they share credit for their successes with the individuals who made them possible. What, what a concept. Build other people up. Again, we're in the people business. You got to know people and how to build people. Number seven, they're consistent and predictable in their decision-making and their exercise of their discretion. They're understandable. People know where they're at. They're level. They strive to do what is right rather than what is expedient. Boy, we need that in America today, regardless of the consequences to themselves. See, what's in it for me? How's this going to affect me? It's the me, 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 me. The number one picture in the world is a selfie. How do you know so many people are famous? They have sex with people and they film it to put on things so that people will watch them. Number nine, they do not fear making unpopular decisions and clearly communicate their rationale for making such decisions. See, this is not an opinion radio show. This is science, factual data. I tell you why. You should have a reason for everything you believe. If you can't explain why you believe what you believe, then you shouldn't believe it. Because if you haven't sold yourself on the belief, how will you ever sell anybody else? And number 10, they only serve institutions that do not require them to compromise their potential. In a great book called The Psychology of Self-Esteem, is written by Nathaniel Bradlin. It was Brandon, first published in 1969. It's basically theories of uh, psychology. It was actually written with Anne Rand. I, uh, Ayn Rand. I did not know that. I did not know all that about her. But it's incredible. He defines self-esteem formally as the disposition to experience oneself as competent to cope with the basic challenge of life as a worth and and as worthy of happiness. See, I create in my leadership awakening, go to likeitmatters.net, I create a stressful environment. 
And I don't want people to diminish the tension. I want people to learn how to function at a high level. And what happens, I build the self up. They know what they're capable of. They know they can fall down and pick themselves up, dust themselves off, hit again. They fail forward. They learn how to overcome. They learn that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. They learn that I must decrease so he can increase. They learn that in my weakness, his strength is perfected. See, once you know who you are, then what to do is much different. And people with high self-esteem, people with high thing, they live consciously. They, the practice of being aware of what is going on. This is what Braden says. They have self-acceptance. They practice the owning truths regarding one's thoughts. They own their stuff. They don't blame everybody else, which brings us to self-responsibility. The practice of owning one's authorship of one's actions. Self-assertiveness. The practice of treating one's needs and interests with respect. Living purposefully. The practice of formulating goals and formulating implementing action. Personal integrity. The practice of maintaining alignment between one's behaviors and one's convictions. You know, when Jesus walked this planet, you know what people wanted to kill him for the most? It was for his I am statements. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the door. If anyone enters me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live forever. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. See, when he made these I am statements, he made specific revelations regarding his identity, his nature. These revelations made it clear to all that he was claiming to be much more than a rabbi or a prophet. Jesus claimed to be the Messiah, God in human form. Who do you claim to be? And why does it matter? Because from who you are dictates your beliefs and values, dictates your capabilities, dictates your behavior, and it dictates where you hang out with and where you go. And so go to likeitmatters.net so we can help you answer the question, who? You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hey there, this is Tim from the Kingdom Builders. Autumn and all the falling leaves are currently behind us, so clog gutters and downspouts may not be currently on your mind. But fall will be here before we know it, so now is the time to plan ahead. At the Kingdom Builders, we have always tried to bring you the best gutter cover for your particular situation. Now, we all know there's a lot of gutter covers available out there. Some of them are just junk. Some are way overpriced. The good news is that over the winter, our gutter crews have researched and tested a wide range of gutter covers, so we now offer even more options for you. If you want to be done with clogged gutters and downspouts and don't want to be up on the ladder continuously when the leaves are falling, contact us and we can show you the best and affordable options to keep leaves and debris out of your gutters and downspouts. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or contact us at thekingdombuilders.com and we'll set up a time to stop by. As we always say, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers and gutter installers. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.